that. Come on, church. Can you help me welcome in everyone joining us via church online at all of our campuses and our venues, the loft, or even via podcast. Uh, my name is John. I'm one of the pastors here at Celebration Church. On behalf of Pastor Stovall, Pastor Kerry, I just want to welcome you out, especially maybe if you're here visiting for the first time. We had the big Christmas production last week, The Grinch. It was amazingly well attended by a lot of people from around our city. So I just want to extend a special welcome to you if you're visiting with us today. We hope you'll, be, uh, you'll feel right at home. Uh, it's my pleasure, my honor, and my privilege to bring the word to my church family today. I just want to give Pastor Stovall some thanks for that. It is an honor, a privilege, a sacred trust to, to preach the word. And uh, anytime I get the chance to do it, man, I, I just want to really thank Pastor Stovall for uh, developing me over the years and all that he's uh, given me so many chances to grow as a leader, as a preacher, uh, as a pastor. And uh, so I always want to give him some honor on the front end of things. Why don't we turn in our Bibles? to Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three. And as you go there, uh, I just wanna let you know some context about this. We're gonna look at verses 14 through 21, but the context of this is this guy, the apostle Paul, very famous, he's writing this letter to the believers in a city called Ephesus. And he's basically, he's preaching to them about something that he's discovered about God. He's discovered that through Jesus, we have full access into the power and the presence of the almighty God of heaven. He's real excited about it. And uh, if you got your Bibles out, come on, you got paper, you got iPad, you got phone, you got something, it'll be up on the screens. I encourage you to take notes, join in and, and engage and take notes uh, as, we, as we look at the scriptures today. I believe God's gonna speak to you uh, something powerful and something timely for your life, amen? It says this in, in verse 14, Paul writes, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, so stoked about what God's up to. This reason I kneel about the fa- before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. Everybody say power. Power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And verse 20 is kind of where we're gonna camp out today. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, this is a meaty passage right here, man. I could preach for weeks just out of this this one passage. I'm just going to pull one principle out of there that we're going to look at together. One thing that we can learn about God. One thing we can learn about our relationship with Jesus. One thing that I believe is going to speak to your hearts today. I believe that God's put it on my heart to share with you. It was for me first. It tastes good to me. I'm going to feed it to you. And uh, I've titled this message, Dream Big. Dream Big. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we do thank you so much, God, for the ability to dig into your word. We know that every time we open your word, our lives are transformed forever. The potential, great potential is released. And so I just pray for all these precious people, all of us gathered here today to worship you. God, I pray that you'd speak a timely word to each one of us, exactly what we need to hear for the season that we're in. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I love this time after Christmas. Christmas is done And it's time for the new year to arrive. Come on, man, get me. Nice full frame in HD. 2015 is going to be a great year with God. 
Man, I'm going to be wearing these this week. We're going to be celebrating the new year. Don't look at me like that. I know you will be too. A celebration, church. We celebrate things. Come on, you'll be wearing the 2015 glasses. You'll be wearing the party hat, the noisemaker. You'll have all your friends and family around you. You'll be having a great time celebrating. Why? Because of the possibilities that arrive with the coming of a new year. I tend to be a, a pretty logical, practical, rational guy. Some of you are laughing about that. I guess it's because of the glasses. Don't mind the glasses. I'm actually, uh, I like systems and structure and processes and some predictability and I like sustainability. I like those kind of things. It's kind of how I flow. But there's something about this time of year that, I, I don't know, there's some momentum you can gain naturally by the start of a new year. Some momentum to dream big about the possibility of what God might be able to do in the next 12 months. So I love to take this time, this season, every year, and really think about what's possible. Not what is, but what could be. And I believe that's the word that God wanted me to share with you here today. That this word that if we'll swing for the fences, if we'll reach for the stars, if we'll charge hard, if we'll go big or we'll go home, if we'll remove all of the distractions that keep us focused on only doing what we are able to do, and we'll apply our faith And we'll dream big dreams that what is possible through our lives will go from what we believe is possible and what is logically and rationally possible into a God-sized dream. What's possible with God? What God is able to do in us and through us when his power is at work in us. Does that make sense to you? Are you with me on that? That if if we limit ourselves and we restrict ourselves to only doing what we believe is possible, we'll miss out on God's big dream for all of us. And so tune in for the next few minutes. I'm going to give you three keys to a big dream. Are you ready for this? If you're ready, say, oh yeah. All right, man. If you're writing down in your notes, man, take notes. The first key is to wonder and declare with this statement. This should be on your lips. Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Sometimes I know you're sitting in your seats. You don't have to get up, but sometimes you need to like kind of get in a stance when you say something like this. Man, wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? I talk with my hands a lot, man. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Wouldn't it be awesome if God healed you? Wouldn't it be awesome if God helped you? Wouldn't it be awesome if God showed up in a powerful and supernatural way? You know, every week, uh, most weeks, we get up here, uh, myself, Pastor Stovall, some of the other pastors, and we'll, we'll lead our church in prayer during our worship time. We'll pray and, and we'll ask you to lift up maybe those one or two things that are really heavy on your heart, those one or two things that are burdening you, that, that you need God's help. You can't do them in your own strength. You need God to come through with supernatural power for that thing to get a breakthrough in that area or for that thing to happen. We ask you to lift up those things in prayer. You know what I'm talking about? Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Wouldn't it be awesome if God addressed one of those things that you've been believing for for a long time? One of those things that you've been pressing into God and you've been faithful in coming to the altar and faithful in coming to God with prayer and petitioning him and consistently putting your faith and your hope and your trust in him? Wouldn't it be awesome if God addressed one of those things in 2015? Are you excited about that at all? That if God might move in power and supernatural power in your life in 2015, can you please put your hands together if you are excited about that? I know you are. Wouldn't it be awesome if God completely healed you? You've been waiting for a healing, 
praying for God. You've been coming to the altar. I've been praying with you. Many of our pastors and leaders, man, we pray with you weekly. We believe with you weekly for this thing. Wouldn't it be awesome if not only you got healed, but like you got healed in such a ridiculous, awesome, only God can do it kind of way where like he does sometimes where he just flexes his supernatural might and shows up in a way that leaves like all the doctors and everybody that's around you, all your friends, your family, are just like, we don't even know what happened here. It's a miracle. God supernaturally healed me. Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that in 2015? Man, wouldn't it be awesome if you've been believing for a lost loved one to come home? Man, you've got a son or a daughter that's away from the Lord and you've been petitioning the Lord, praying, believing, trusting, hoping, that God would speak to that child of yours to come home. Wouldn't it be awesome if not only they came home, but they came home and were made whole in Christ, that they made Jesus their Lord and their Savior. And it wasn't just a drag home and maybe I'll give it another try, maybe I'll give church a try. But what if they came home and they were touched in their very soul by the finger of God, by the Spirit of God, grabbed a hold of them in a way that they are start to follow him. The chains fall off. The addictions fall off. The things that they've been making bad choices and they've been living with the consequences, they find favor with those things because they begin to put God first and experience the supernatural relationship with Jesus. Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that in 2015? Oh, some of you are starting to feel me. Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Here's why I know he can do it. It's that verse. It's Ephesians 3.20. That God is able to do something immeasurably more than anything we could ever ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. In that verse, it says that God is able. Everybody say able. He's able to do these things. He's able to do this through the power, his power that is at work within us. Those two words right there are actually from the same root word, dunamai, dunamis, the same word. God has the power. He is able. He has the power to do supernatural things. And he does them through us, his sons and his daughters, his power at work within us takes his ability and makes it our ability. His power at work within us makes the supernatural possible in our lives. For all those who will put him first, who will call on the name of Jesus, for all of those who let the Spirit actively take over and actively lead us and actively work in our lives, his ability becomes our ability. And I know it's kind of quiet in here today, man, but I'm about to preach you up. Man, here's what I would propose to you. Man, I believe that life is too short for us to dream small dreams, slap a Jesus fish on the back of our cars, roll around like it's nothing, roll around, just go about our daily routines, show up at church once in a while. I believe that God's plans for you are way bigger than a Jesus fish on the back of your car. I believe that God has supernatural potential for you to see him work in you and through you in a way that confounds people. They're astonished and they see Jesus in you as a result. And in order to do that, we have to keep asking, wouldn't it be awesome if God did that. How do I know? Here's a question. How do I know if my dream is God's dream for my life? It's real easy to to get caught up thinking maybe, oh, no, I don't know. Is that me? Is that wishful thinking? How do I know if God's dream is my dream for my life? How do I know it's not just I ate some pizza late last night and I'm starting to get some indigestion? You know, I'm starting to think maybe I can go play college or pro basketball. You know, I'm just having a dream moment where wouldn't it be awesome? Uh, Wouldn't it be awesome if I did that? How do you know? Well, there's a simple litmus test that I always kind of come to when I'm thinking, and it's this God-sized dream. Psalm 37.4 says this. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you 
the desires of your heart. When I first got saved, I thought this meant, man, if I love Jesus, he's going to give me a Corvette. Yeah. I used to think, man, oh, if I love Jesus, he's going to give me a Learjet or a G6, and I'm going to fly island to island around Indonesia, surfing every surf break I can see from the sky, because it's the desire of my heart, Lord, please send me. I used to think that when I first got saved. It, it turns out the scripture means even more than that. That was a my size dream. God has even more wrapped up in this scripture. That word right there in the Hebrew, forgive me if you speak Hebrew, man, I'm going to try my best. The word forgive there is Natan, Natan. And it also means to set. It means to set. So look at the scripture in that light. I'm not changing the scripture. I'm just, this, this helps us shed light on what God is trying to say through the scripture. When he says that he'll give you the desires of your heart, it also means, he means that he will set the desires of your heart. He will set the desires of your heart. If your desire is to be healed, guess what? God set that desire in your heart. If your desire is to, to uh to be a great husband, an incredible husband and a father and a leader of your home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If, you're, if you aspire to that, if you dream of, of that, God set that dream in your heart. If you dream of that lost one, loved one coming home, God set that dream in your heart. And here's how I know, man. God-sized dreams, man, they don't come from the flesh. They don't come from the devil, all right? And your flesh is way too lazy for you to put the effort and the energy it takes into being the husband and the father that God has called you to be. Your flesh is gonna resist you every step of the way. Your flesh did not put that dream in your heart. God did. If, uh, man, the devil doesn't want your lost loved ones coming home. He wants them to die and be separated from God forever. That's what the enemy of our souls is after. He's after people. He wants to separate them from God. He did not put that dream in your heart, and God did. God did. And here's, a, here's the filter I want to give you. It's a super practical moment with me here, all right? Super practical moment. It's the second key to a big dream. And it's how we can apply Psalm 37.4 to our lives. Check it out. A super practical filter. A God-sized dream, a big dream, a God-sized dream will line up with the Word, it'll line up with the Spirit, and it'll line up with godly counsel. A God-sized dream will line up with the Word, the Spirit, and godly counsel. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, your dreams, uh, your God-sized dreams, the, God, the dream that God sets in your heart, it will not cause you to sin, all right? It will not cause you, you will not have to sin to see that dream come true, all right? That's the word. Uh, you will not have to uh, oppress and, and repress the Spirit of God. You will not have to put aside what you know in your heart to be right, what the Spirit of God inside of you is speaking to you. You won't have to set that aside to chase after your dream, Do you understand that uh, the the scripture says that the spirit of God comes and inhabits every single believer at the moment we receive Christ, that he gives us the Holy Spirit, his spirit, the moment that we receive Christ as a deposit, a guarantee of our salvation, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. The spirit of God lives in us. And when the spirit of God is guiding you and, and filling your dreams and fueling your dreams, You'll see the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The fruit of the Spirit will be evident. But if you have to push that thing down to do what's logical or what you believe to be true, I don't know, man. It doesn't feel like the Spirit of God to me. That's a way to tell that that's a dream from you, not maybe from the Lord. Not a God-sized dream. And then finally, the, the way that you can tell if it's a, if it's a God-sized dream is you can submit it to those wise people, those, those godly people that are around you, those people you surround yourself with that you trust. They're spiritually mature. They're, they're people that are following Jesus with you. You submit to wise counsel your dreams. 
Now, this doesn't mean you just tell them your dreams and, hey, man, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent a G6 and I'm going to fly around Indonesia and I'm going to surf every surf break and tell people about Jesus. It doesn't mean that. You don't tell your wise counsel, the people that you've invited into your life, you don't tell them what you're going to do. You submit it to them. Hey, I believe God's put this dream in my heart. What do you think? You submit it to those people. Those people are the people that they know your strengths. They know your weaknesses. They're able to speak the truth in love to you. You submit your dreams to those people and they'll be able to, to, to let you know, hey, that resonates with me. I, that, I feel that. They'll, they'll point to scriptures that back it up. They'll say, man, I feel in my spirit. I feel like that really is God's will for your life. We all have to have those people. They're godly counsel around us to help us interpret whether a dream is from God or not. So listen, all you Teenage boys out there, all you young adult fellas, don't be coming to me and saying, Pastor John, I've got a dream, man. I've got an incredible dream. Here's my dream. I am going to minister the gospel and evangelize on every beach during spring break around Florida to every girl wearing a bikini. I'm going to go lead them to the Lord. That's my dream in 2015. All right, that's not from God. Let it go. I'll just go ahead and you don't even need the filters for that one. Just trust your pastor. Don't do that. Or maybe, uh, ladies, come on, maybe you've got a dream, and your dream is to preach in every shoe store in Manhattan in 2015. Lord, hallelujah, come on. You, but maybe the, the girls around you, they're like, honey, 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 no, no. You put the shoes to sleep, you preach to them. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, listen to wise counsel. Maybe your timeline needs to be expanded a little bit on that. Maybe you need to push back that dream just a little bit. On the other hand, if your dream is to win souls in your office this year, man, dream big. That dream lines up with the Great Commission. God wants us to go into all the nations, baptizing them people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything we've comm- he has commanded us. And he surely is with us even to the end of the age. It lines up with God's will for our lives. Is your dream to, to lead a group, to disciple a few people, to serve with an outreach, or go on a missions trip this year? Man, dream big. Serving is the very heart of our Father God. Serving others. He came not to be served, but to serve others and to offer his life as a ransom for many. That's Jesus' very nature, is to serve. Dream big in your serving dreams. Is your dream to start a business in 2015, to fund and finance the spread of the gospel around planet earth. Man, dream big. Don't just think in terms of how can I reach my neighborhood. Man, how can God use you? If you've got the leadership gift and the the entrepreneurial anointing that that God can produce in our lives, man, if you've got that, use it and dream big about what God might be able to do in you and through you in 2015. Keep falling in love with Jesus daily and he will continue to set the desires of your heart. Are you still with me, Celebration Church? You still with me? You ready? Come on, man. We're going to get into the third key. We're going to get into the third key. What if my dream doesn't come true? Some of you might ask that. What if my dream doesn't come true? Then what do I do? Listen, I want to pause here for a second because this leads us to our third key. I want to pause here just for a second. Man, some of you have dreamt big dreams in the past and the, your, the reality of your life has come in a little short of what your dream was. And because of that gap, that expectation gap, you feel you got burned and you You've made a promise to yourself, an internal vow. I mean, you're never going to dream again. You're never going to open up your life to that again. You say, man, I, I just can't do that again. It hurt too badly to dream that big of a dream and to see it never come to pass. Uh, every time I prepare a message, I always think about, man, what is that moment where, 
where God might, might speak something very special, a timely word. He's preaching to somebody right now. He's speaking to you right now. You've taken that vow. You said, man, I'm not going to get hurt like that again. I'm not going to get burned like that again. Man, I believe this word is for you right here, right now. Today is your day to dream again. Today is your day to dream again. Don't let what your circumstances have been in the past determine your future dreams. Believe God for big things in 2015. It's time for you to dream again. I'll tell you what, if your dream doesn't come true right away, it's the third key uh, to, to a big dream, and that's just to be patient, to be patient. The scriptures are full of examples of, of people that God gave a big dream to, and then it took a long season, years and years, decades even, before their dream came to pass. I think about uh, Joseph. I think about Moses. I think about Paul. There's a, a bunch of examples. The one that came to mind that I wanted to share with you here today is found in Luke chapter 8. It's found in Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 42. It's a famous passage. If you're regular at church, man, you probably know this, but uh, if you're new to church, I want to go ahead and read it so you know what I'm talking about. So Jesus is out doing ministry. Man, it, this, the word is out. The secret's out. This could be him. This could be the Messiah, our Savior. This is the anointed preacher and teacher. He's performing miracles. Supernatural things are happening in his presence. So crowds are coming to hear him preach. It says in verse 42, as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, hey man, everybody touched you. The crowds are pressing in. There's, everybody's got their hands on you right now. He said, master, the people are crowding. They're pressing against you. But Jesus said, check it out. Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Power has gone out from me. Power, ability has gone out from me. Dunamis has gone out from me. Power and ability for the supernatural has gone out from me into somebody in this crowd. Then the woman, seeing that she, she could not go unnoticed, she came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Man, this woman had spent 12 years struggling with a major health issue. This in a time when healthcare and sanitation practices were not even existent. Picture yourself there with her in her circumstance. She suffered in silence year after year after year, dreaming of the day that she might be healed. Twelve long years. In Jesus' day, the average person lived like 40 years. She might have spent half of her adult life waiting, wondering, wouldn't it be great if God could heal me? Imagine the woman that day, the day she was healed. Imagine on that day, she woke up the same as any other day, Dealing with the difficulty of her issue, dealing with doubt, dealing with despair, dealing with depression, struggling with sadness. But that day, something immeasurably more than she could ever ask or imagine happened to her. That day, she woke up sick. She went to bed healed. That day, she woke up broken. That day, she went to bed whole. That day, she woke up dreaming of her healing, and that day, her dreams came true. That day, she put her faith into action, and she reached out, and she touched Jesus, and power flowed from him into her. Ability flowed from 
him into her through her faith. That day she reached out and she found out that his plan for her was not to it was to prosper her and not to harm her. She, he, she found out that day that he, his ways are higher than our ways. She found out that day that his thoughts are far above our thoughts. And the dream for her life was to be healed all along. For 12 years, she waited on that day. And I'm here to tell you, those who wait upon the Lord will be satisfied. Today could be your day, Celebration Church. Today could be your day that you experience that for the very first time. If you'll just... Ask, wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Be patient, keep dreaming big, and keep asking. Wouldn't it be great if God, wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Let me summarize by saying this. God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. So church, let's dream big in 2015. Love the Lord and he will set the desires of your heart Submit your dreams to the word, to the spirit of God, and to wise counsel. Be patient and wait for God to work your dream into a reality. I I believe this, and I hope you do too. Your time is coming. Stay the course. Never stop dreaming. Never settle for average dreams. And never stop asking, wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Come on, did you get something out of that? Today, man, the word of God speak to you. Man, I love you guys. It is such an honor and a privilege to encourage you. Come on, whenever I get a chance to preach, man, it's always gonna be an encouragement. That's, that's, that's my wheelhouse. Come on, cool. <laughs> I hope it encourages you today. I just wanna take a few moments with us here before we leave. I want, I want you to, to take a few moments and just seal the deal with God. Can we do that? Just seal the, the deal with God. I know that he's speaking something to you. And it's so important to write those things down in the moment. Because I'll tell you what, you're going to go out those doors today and the cares of life, the things that, that we have going on in our life, our daily routines, come on. Those things are going to, they're going to capture your attention over these next few days. Am I right? You're going to go about our lives. You're going to be wearing a party hat in no time. And I'll tell you what, in the moments like these, it's so important to capture what God's saying to you. Write it down so that you can ruminate on it, so you can chew on it, so you can make it real in your life, so you can revisit it throughout the week. It's very important so you don't forget what God spoke to you here today. What is the answer to that question for you? Wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Write that down. Make a note of that for yourself. And I also want to give a chance for you to respond here today if maybe you This whole Jesus thing is all brand new to you. You're just checking it out. You came here. You don't even know why you're here. I'm here to tell you that Jesus brought you here for a reason. Man, maybe you're here today and you're far from God or you know that you need a fresh start with God. You've been away and you want to come home. I want to give you a chance to respond to that because that's God's big dream for each of us, that we'd have a personal relationship with Jesus. And here's what I found out. God's perfect. We're not. The difference between that and that gap is that we need a Savior. We need a Savior to bridge that gap. To go from imperfect to perfect, we need a Savior. And the good news is that God has provided a Savior for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. His big dream was to save us, and he fulfilled his dream when he sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be buried in the earth. Three days later, he rose again, and all authority in heaven and earth belongs to him. And it's real easy to receive Jesus. The scripture says to all who receive Jesus, to those who believe in his name, God has given the privilege, the right to become sons and daughters of God. We receive him. And God gives us the right to become sons and daughters of God. It's easy. It's simple, not easy. (laughs) It's simple, not easy. The scripture goes on to say that if we confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. 
So come on, we receive Jesus as Lord. We believe in him. We put our faith in him. We confess him as Lord. And we are saved. It's, it's simple, but it's up to you to respond. So you know, if, if I'm speaking to you today, you know it, man. Your heart's racing kind of fast. You know that today is your day. Today is the day of salvation for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's just make a quiet space here in the room, even online, even at all of our campuses and venues. Just make a quiet space. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the very first time, you can't remember a time you ever did this before, that you ever prayed and asked Jesus to be your Lord. Or maybe you wanna pray and, and, and ask Jesus that you, if you could come home today. He's willing and able to receive you. Today is your day. If that's you and you want to be included in that prayer, would you just put a hand up real quick so I I can see who I'm praying for? Yes, yes, yes. Come on, don't miss your opportunity. Yes, yes, amen, amen. Oh, we're so proud of you. I'm so proud of you guys. Awesome, I see that hand. Amen, amen. Awesome, so excited for you. You can put them down. I'm just gonna lead us in a quick, simple prayer. Receive Jesus there in your seat or wherever you're taking in this message. Receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Put your faith, your hope, your trust in him. We're gonna pray a prayer. You're gonna speak out Jesus as Lord. And man, I believe that today is the day that you've touched the hem of his garment and power, God's power is gonna be released in your life. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, I've been running from you and I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your spirit so I can follow you forever. Jesus, you're my Lord, and Jesus, I am yours. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, can you put your hands together, church, for all those making that decision today? So excited for you. Oh, man, God has big plans in store for you in 2015. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.